Hello, hello, hello. I'm Ed Dyson. I'm Charlie Valentine. And we are United United Queendom, bringing you all things Drag Race, plus the Ed and Charlie show, in which we help the celebs and plebs who need it the most, with their many, many, many problems. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Remember to rate, review, and always, always share. United Queendom is sponsored by Q-Bar, proud owner of the best gay bars in London. Enjoy Q-Bar, Q-Club, Little Club and She-Bar in Soho every night of the week for drinking, dancing and despite the name, limited queuing. Now let's get on with the show. Uh, warning, I just had a cherry coke so there may be burps in this episode. Cherry coke, how retro. I know, I saw it and I was just like, ah, oh, that just, it's a sunny day, I want a cherry coke. Should have someone told me once, I say someone, a chef. Toffee, she cooked, she used to cook a whole roast chicken and cherry coke. Oh, I used to know this Frenchman who cooked chicken and coke, as in Coca-Cola, not cocaine. Although <laughs> it may have tasted better in cocaine. Um, yeah, that is a thing. Was this chef French? Nah, she was from Romford. Yeah, I think <laughs> quite the opposite then. <laughs> no, I was just drinking mine, but yeah, I was feeling like I was a bit like Cher out of Clueless, just like with my little cute can from the 90s. Oh. But if there are any burps, Moon, you know what to do. We're going to have to edit those out. People don't like them. They're not scoring high on our um, feedback forms. Um, Speaking of feedback, did you, Charlie, watch the Lady Gaga concert together at home? I watched a couple of clips. I Which gotta one? say, I wasn't a uh, massive. Oh my God, I saw the Elton John one. Jesus Christ, what was that? Ah! <laughs> Oh, Lord. That's why I wanted to bring this up, because I thought it was funny that it looked like Elton John was doing a humting wong of his own song. <laughs> <laughs> like he didn't know the words, but was just humming and someone was meant to guess it. It was like... <laughs> or a bit like the old shooting stars with Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, bless him, though. Was that Candle in the Wind, Ed? That was my guess. No, it was I'm Still Standing. Ah, uh, okay. Which is ironic, because I don't think Elton John has stood up in about 20 years. He's just always stuck behind that piano and now not even singing properly. Uh, um, who else did I see? I don't know. I just thought it was a bit... Um... Hodgepodge? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know about all this corona television, which is people in their living rooms. I'm just getting a bit like, I'd rather just watch a repeat of Dinner Ladies or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I enjoyed it, but to laugh at. I knew it was going to be cringe and it didn't disappoint. Um, did you see Jennifer Lopez? Oh, singing live? Yes, she was so miming. Please back me up on this. Oh my gosh, she was 100% mime. I mean, she obviously recorded it recently, yeah, but it was like mime completely miming. And also, I love how everyone else just like webcam or iPhone in Limroom. She had a whole production. She had a whole lit up tree behind her. To distract from the lips because they were not in time. And she wasn't even like doing the breathing that someone would be doing if they were singing. I know. And also, it's a bit brave for JLo to pick a Barbara Streisand song. I know. It's just like, it sounded like the setup for a punchline and then yeah. she mimed it. I'm like, she's got balls. I mean, I'm glad she did because if she had sung it actually live, I think it would have been awful and I do love J-Lo. But she seems to have got away with that. I mean, a lot of people noticed it, but it didn't like make headlines and I'm just like, wow, you deserve believe, to be clocked. I can't believe um, Jennifer Hudson did her cat song, which I know she's... It's like great singing it, but it was like, I don't, no one wants to be reminded of cats during Corona. No, you don't want those memories. But so you watched the American ones because I watched it Sunday night, which I think the American one had already gone out live Saturday night, but then we had some of our British ones. 
Oh yeah, they add some extras, weren't they? Like, <laughs> let's call them the B-list. That's really rude, isn't it? The well, one to make the World Cup. Jess Glynn was in the UK one, but she wasn't in the US one, which I didn't think was very fair. Because, like, why do we suffer and they don't? <laughs> like, we're all going through this together. I don't see... I mean, in an ideal world, none of us would have Jess Glynn. But if we have to do it, then they should too. I would have loved to see um, Jerry Horner, because, you know, she's so cringe, Jerry, as seen on Drag Race UK. And her whole career. She would, been, she would have been so earnest about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been a really good one. And she would have mimed as well. So that would have given <laughs> J-Lo a friend. Uh, did you see the duet between Sam Smith and John Legend? I didn't. What did they do? One of Sam Smith's songs? No, it was... What did they do? Was it, you've got a friend or something? Maybe I should have been part of it. I only mentioned, for all of two reasons. One, because I thought it was funny that John Legend had his EGOT behind him. So, you know, his Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Did which he win I, the Oscar? <clears throat> yeah. He's one of a very few oh, EGOT yeah, winners in the oh, world. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, everyone who's got them, they usually have their Oscar for a best song. So it's kind of like a little cheat, I think. I think your Oscar one should be an acting one, which he definitely doesn't have. Um, and obviously he would have Grammys. I don't know what he got his Emmy for and I don't know what he got his Tony for, but yeah, somehow John Legend has become an EGOT winner. And I was like, I love that even in a charity fundraiser, <laughs> you still <laughs> have to present them in the background, like my credentials. But I mentioned that because he duetted with Sam Smith, who our first celebrity letter is from. Oh, hey, Sam. Hey, girlfriend. Hey, Sam. Uh, Wham, bam, thank you, Sam. And they say the following. I wouldn't even know how to impersonate Sam Smith unless it was singing. Dear Ed and Charlie. No. Dear Ed and Charlie, everyone's making fun of me because of that video I posted, crying about lockdown in my mansion. I just feel like no one understands how hard it is for us celebrities. We're used to being flown first class around the world and being given free stuff all the time, you know? So that's been taken away, so it's a lot harder for us. Whereas a lot of the public barely do anything with their miserable lives even before the crisis. So of course they're coping fine. Why do you think people are being so unfair to me? Love, they. Um, they. (laughs) They are so tone deaf. (laughs) Um, Charlie, what advice do we have for them? What advice do I have for Sam? Sing more uplifting songs. Don't make us all miserable. Give us a bit of Happy, Pharrell Williams. That's our one. Oh, I hate that song, Happy. I really? I really, really hate it. And I don't hate it in that way of like, you know, Uptown Funk everyone liked and then it gets overplayed and everyone gets sick of it. I hated it the first time I heard it. I hated it the second time I heard it. I hated it. You see where I'm going with this. I've never enjoyed that song. You're a, um, you like all statistics and all that. Is that the best-selling pop song of the century? There was a... A chart la- released last week that was kind of like, what are the top songs of the 21st century? And Happy did come number one, but I don't know how they measured it. I definitely don't think it's the best-selling song in the UK of the 21st century. Um, I, what would be? I have a feeling that might It'd still be, be like... Jerry Horner. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be I Got a Feeling by the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, or... God. That was my first year of uni, that song. Every single night. Mazel tov. Oh, were we at uni at the same time? Because that was played every night at mine. Oh my God, my first year, absolutely. Actually, at your uni, it was probably played like retro throwback and mine was actually just released. <laughs> Although the, um, the X Factor songs used to sell loads, didn't they? Oh, the best-selling song is 
Evergreen by Will Young. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just come back to me. That sold loads, yeah, th- th- when it was released. But then when digital sales started really taking off, because back in Will Young's day, it was just physical, like people buying CDs and tapes. And then digital took off. And then since then, there's been some really big songs like We Found Love, you, you, I Got a Feeling, TikTok, Poker Face. I still don't think any of them have topped Will Young. And I don't think Happy has, which is good because it's an awful song. But we got way off track then. So you're not meant to be critiquing Sam Smith's music. <laughs> We're critiquing his crying in a mansion. Do you think, think that was bad? I think, look, I get it. It's obviously a much, much more difficult for people in smaller apartments. Uh, and also Why'd you look at me when you said that? People with gardens. My friend's up in Yorkshire and he's like out on the hills doing the sound of music. It's looking gorgeous. And I've, I've got nothing. Like Whitney Houston, I've got nothing. Think. <laughs> like That's when you're Houston, I'm dead. <laughs> I've got nothing, nothing, nothing. But I still think damage. it is hard for people. We can't see our loved ones. We, we're all are, we are all separate. Well, most of us are separated. That we're living with. So I know it is easier in luxury. But I think we all still need, you know, contact with friends and family and one night stands. Oh, it always comes back to that, doesn't it, Charlie? Yeah. Um, oh no, he doesn't like one night. Isn't that the whole song, Stay With Me, that he wants him to stay more than one night? Pretty clear, I'm not good at a one night stand. No, he likes them, he's just not good at them. <laughs> Maybe some sort of erection problem. <laughs> Is that why he's crying? I wouldn't want to speculate. Um, <laughs> but I think to try and see it from both sides, do you not think it would be even lonelier to be on your own in a very big house than in a small house? Because it's just even more empty rooms. I think, so. to be fair, I've spoken to my friends who live alone. Shout out, Luke Abbott. Um, it's like, it sounds really tough, mentally. I'm very lucky I've got a flatmate, but like people who live on their own, I think it, when I speak to them, it sounded really lonely and depressing and just like every night it's just by yourself on the TV with a little chicken microwave for one dinner. Well, at least you don't have to flush the toilet. <laughs> what does that there are... about? <laughs> well, when it hits the top, that's when you know it's time to flush. Is that not the rule when you live alone? <laughs> or when the smell becomes so unbearable, you can smell it from the living room, then it's time to... I mean, we're trying to save water here. I think. <laughs> are, you, uh, are you getting dressed in quarantine or are you in pyjamas all day? I'm in pyjamas all day, even not in the crisis, because I usually <laughs> work from home. <laughs> but I take myself out for my walk every day, so I put on clothes for that. But I don't put on nice clothes. I mean, I don't own nice clothes. So I guess that's easy. But I think there are pros and cons to both. I mean, on one hand, some people who have, like, children, if they're at home all day with kids, that's is that not worse than being alone? I mean, being alone is always better than having kids. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> holler. <laughs> so um. I think it's not... I don't think the the issue here is that people are saying celebrities shouldn't be struggling with this. I think everyone's struggling. It's more a case of... Is it appropriate to share their struggles despite their privilege? Maybe. Well, I think it's just our way of life. Well, maybe not after this, but, you know, we are in a world where everyone... I feel like, Tony, it'd be quite... Um, we just we share our emotions so readily, and in some ways that's good because we are more emotionally literate. But then I think it becomes a bit um, gratuitous and, like, people don't respect their own privacy anymore and they think anything they feel or say is worth sharing. I mean, I'm saying this while fucking doing a podcast, but... (laughs) (laughs) That is such a good point, though. And sometimes 
I mean, we our generation so does encourage everyone to wear their emotions on their sleeve and be honest. And uh, like you say, there are so many benefits to that. But is it a bit of a balancing act where sometimes is it not better just to... Yeah, I like that phrase you used, like respect your own privacy. It really surprises me that so many people are going through really tragic things, like they've just lost someone and straight away that like someone will post on Facebook, like an hour ago I lost my da-da-da and it's like... I would never think I would think to lose someone and then have a member of my family die and then want to put it straight on social media. I'm someone not... on, my, on my Instagram, some girl was uh, Insta-storing from a nan's funeral. Oh my God, no filter. <laughs> Nashville? Little Nashville filter. <laughs> <laughs> I just really don't get that. And I guess I've always been a bit more reluctant with social media, but um, yeah, I think it's true. We almost exploit our own selves. Um, and oh like the, as soon as something bad happens, our first reaction is how can I get attention for it rather than how can I just sit with this and cope with it? I know. But I guess, like... I mean, it's hard because like, I suppose Sam Smith could be thinking like, oh, I want everyone to know that no matter how much money you have, how successful you are, this is affecting everyone. And sometimes it is nice when celebrities talk about mental health struggles because it makes them more relatable. It makes us feel less isolated and it kind of humanizes them but on the other hand it's a bit like why are you all moaning when you have so much money you've got like a gym a pool a cinema room in your mansion like most of those are the things that we're actually missing and you already have them under your roof so it's tricky it is tricky just sam just give us some happy show change you know what i mean lighten us all up i don't think those are coming from sam smith i think it's gonna be more misery I do love their um, their song this year they did to die for is possibly my favorite song of the year so far. Which I was know. released amidst the crisis, not the oh. best timing. He's changed. I'm um, sorry, they have changed the album name, haven't they? Yes, they haven't. Re- it's very hard to keep saying they, and that makes me just want to kind of move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is how challenging you're making it, Sam. But we respect <laughs> that decision. But it's not easy on the old vocabulary. Um, I just wanted to quickly mention. One other thing in the news this week, which was Victoria Beckham. She's getting criticised for furloughing 30 of her staff. Um, do you think it's right that she's been criticised for this? Why has she been singled out? Why, loads of companies have been furloughing people. I think because she is a a public figure. So a lot of the companies, kind of the CEO, the head of it, are not famous. Um, whereas... I think that's unfair for her to single out. Loads of companies are singled out and they're headed up by rich CEOs. I don't think she should be singled out. Especially because retail is going to be... Oh my, I mean, I think the... Um, well, I don't know. I read... I saw, like, the head of Next was, was, like, warning, saying, like, who buys a new outfit to sit indoors? And so, like, retail's going down. But then didn't the Next website crash when they reopened it? Yeah, um, so it did. So I'm not sure. I did buy a jumper today, so... And people need to buy stuff for funerals. That sounds like a joke, but I mean, <laughs> I had to go to a funeral recently and didn't have anything to buy. And it's like, I could have done my next. So Actually, Boohoo, Thank I you read next. BBC News. Thank you, Nick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Boohoo today said they've had a spike in like um, smart work tops because everyone needs to look smart on Zoom or something. So, oh, I do put on a bit of makeup before I do a video call. <laughs> for my only fans no I do I put a bit of under eye concealer on because otherwise I look like Edward Scissorhands I think um, full beat <laughs> she was beat for the guards hunty full geesh <laughs> so you're defending Victoria Beckham I guess the argument is she's very very rich her and David are worth 300 million so she instead of furloughing her staff could actually pay them out of her own money 
But then, couldn't you say that about most CEOs? And most, like, you could say, like, I don't know, the head of Burberry should pay, like, you know. Yeah, you're right. And I, I always try and flip this around to, like, have some empathy because, like, we always say, oh, you should, Victoria Beckham should give all her money to all her staff. And it's like, well, we're not completely skint, close, but, like, we could walk up and down the street giving all our money out to homeless people, and that would be a good thing to do. But most of the people criticising celebrities aren't doing that. Like, everyone is privileged to someone, usually, yeah. aren't they? So unless you're being kind of giving away every bit of money you have, opening up your house, letting people sleep there, like, you kind of have... Does the phrase people in glass houses don't throw stones apply like unless you are being that yeah. generous don't expect anyone else to be maybe yeah completely i think they're single yeah it's just uh oh yeah it's just because she's a celebrity they're trying to single her out yeah um and as a tribute to victoria beckham i'm gonna sing danefa trapino this week just like she would okay oh. Out of tune, which actually is how I usually sing it. But let's just call it a tribute. Oh, wait, have we had, we've had this argument, haven't we, on the podcast? What? About about, the, the who's worst the worst singer? singer? And it's Jerry, and everyone says it's Victoria. And it's not, it's Jerry. I, I said it was Victoria, because Jerry um, can sing. No, I don't no. want to make that statement. Jerry... <laughs> <laughs> I think Jerry can sing in... Ch- no, I don't want to say that either. Actually... I- I think Victoria. I mean, it's very weak. I think Victoria's more in tune. Are we just comparing, like, cancer to AIDS at this point? It's like, can either (laughs) of them sing? I think Vicky B can. She just chooses not to. She just chooses not to. I think if you listen to her on a... Parkinson. Parkinson, that one time she sung live. But I think she may have been doing a J-Lo then, like, pre-recorded and miming along. I think it's... (laughs) Oh, my God, that was pre-recorded. Wow. (laughs) And it was that's still the bad. Best take. <laughs> Do you guys want to know one of the cringiest? And I, I love Cheryl. Cheryl, Tweedy, Cole, Fernandez, Vecini, Payne. Um, but she once tried to make a deal of proving that she could sing live. Uh, it was at a benefit. I forget what national crisis we were having at the time. Oh, no, it was the Jubilee, I think. That's not a crisis. Um, and her and Gary Barlow did a duet to that song, <gasps> yes. Need You Now. Do you remember Oh, it? yes. Oh, which is, like, quite an easy song to sing. Oh, it was painful. And she just, yeah, I don't even know the word to describe what she was doing, but it was just this, like, animal wail. Oh, it was rough. So check that out on YouTube. If you... What did you keep telling us to watch last week on YouTube? I didn't do it, Charlie, because I forgot. Oh, uh, Shaka Khan at Reefa's <laughs> funeral, reading oh, the lyrics yeah. off the back of her fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it this week. But until then, here's my tribute to Victoria Beckham. Tenefa trapino, tenefa trapino, tenefa trapino, tenefa trapino, tenefa trapino. Actually, that was way more in tune than she could do. <laughs> we'll see you in a sec. Bye. <laughs> United Queendom is sponsored by Q Bar, who provide the best gay night out in London. Enjoy Q Bar, Q Club, Little Q, and She Bar in Soho every night of the week for drinking, dancing, and, despite the name, limited queuing. Now let's get on with the show. And even more singing now, if you can call it singing, it's not, it's humming. Are you ready to play, Charlie? Come on, Elton John. (laughs) I'm scared I've already done this one, but we shall see. If I have done it before and you still don't get it, then that is really worrying for this game. (laughs) Let's go. Okay. (laughs) 
That was an abrupt ending. <laughs> just Sorry, ran out of breath. I, you I did. Just came. Hello. No, I'm not. I'm here. <laughs> I just got really into that one. I literally thought you just ran out of breath and was like, that was the end of him. <laughs> <laughs> I do hope my death is captured on this podcast one day. <laughs> dun, dun. I'd like I, to make it to our first anniversary first, though. I feel like it started off and I was about to get it and then I lost it. Wait, dun, 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 this is what I keep doing. I dun, think it. Dun, 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 dun. You've definitely got it. Dun, 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 dun. No. No. Oh, that rings a bell. <laughs> it's probably the most famous song of all time. Oh my god, wait, wait, wait. I'm like so close, I'm so close. Um, uh, wait, do it again, do it again, do it again. This is so easy again. The reason- oh, I'm like, I can like, it's almost on the tip of my tongue. Moon, you know it, don't you? No, I still haven't Are got it. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, wow. I thought I would get it easily. Oh, I, I'm like so, I can feel it, I can taste it. I, I can't believe you guys can't get this. I've ju- The first time I did it really fast because it's such a famous song. I didn't want it to be too easy. But then when you didn't get it, I just hummed it like, I may as well have just played the song and you still don't get it. <laughs> Can you imagine? Wait, okay, just last, last time. Give me that first bit again. Imagine! Yes! Yes, I was so close. I was got it. (laughs) (laughs) And I chose it because you remember the video the other week of all the celebrities singing it. Oh, that was appalling. Apparently not as appalling as me humming it. Also, why weren't we asked? I was going to do a parody of it where I got loads of people to like, do a line like taking the piss, but then some comedians had the same idea. It you snooze, you lose. Atrocious. I know. <laughs> and also when I was giving you, speaking about it, I said imagine on, in, on purpose to give you a clue and you still didn't get it. Oh, look at you. Look at you, Darren Brown, planting it in my head. <laughs> well, honestly, if you don't get that song, I just, I, I give up on Hunting Wong. Although I think part of the joy is the listeners getting it. And Moon, why did you not get that? Yeah, I didn't get it at all. Rubbish. Well, I think you both should be ashamed of yourself. No, I've been to see Elton twice in concert. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Should we do a quick to the moon? Yeah, here we go. Three, two, one. If I haven't sung enough. Two, 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 to the moon. (laughs) To To the the moon. moon. To the moon, come on and take me away. To, 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 to the, the moon. moon. Okay, I don't even recognise that song and I know what that song is. <laughs> moon, tell, talk us through your ensemble. Hey, um, I'll try and get the webcam going. Ooh, I forgot that we can have a look. How are we doing? Oh, oh, we've got a very um, 
Nazi haircut going on. Did you cut your own hair? I haven't. It's just been sort of slicked. <laughs> it's just missing a little black moustache, I think. Um, oh, so what's so what's the costume? Can you see the logo there? The Drovers Inn. Yes. Um, it's it's but it's basically the oldest pub in Scotland. How old is it? Oh, it's from like seventeen something. Oh wow! Do you and and do you go there? Well, not during lockdown. Yeah, yeah, we go. I've I've been there a few times. And they have their own merch. They do, yeah. And it's got lots of history and things to look at. It's great. All right. Got a little fireplace in the winter. The um, pub next to me has had a license to serve pints out the window. To tell you this, cool. Are you joking? No, I think I lost the council and there's like, if everyone observes social distancing and like moves away, they can stand in the street and they're allowed to sell pints. Charlie, what is the name of the pub? This is important. The, oh my God, it's gone out my head. The Turks Head, the Turks Head. The Tax Head. The Turks Head. I'm not quite sure Turks it's like PC. a Turkish person. <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite sure it's PC. The Turks Head. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm going there. <laughs> Um, now, so we'll see you next week. Bye. No, um, um, Moon, do you mind if I do a little test pop quiz on you? Sure. So you're in Scotland right now. Do you know what these words mean? Jobby. Do you know what it means? Poo. <laughs> yes. Ken. No. You don't Ken? I don't Ken. Ken means understand in Scottish. Do you Ken what I'm talking about? Oh, shit. I didn't know that one. We've got one out of two. Bobby. Bobby. No. Do you want to guess, Charlie? A Bobby. Can I have it in a sentence? Or does that, make, or does that give it away? I sucked his Bobby till it came. Nipple? Whose cummy nipples have you been sucking on? It's, we've been in lockdown so long, you've forgotten how biology works. You can't mistake my bio. Sorry. Um, do you want another guess? <laughs> His uh, penis, his Yes! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys are on one each, uh, even though Moon is Scottish. Are you Scottish? I, my mum is Scottish, yeah. So half Scottish. Well, she is ashamed of you right now. Yeah. That's like the opposite of what they say on the X Factor, isn't it? They're always like, your mum would be so proud of you. <laughs> I'm like, your mum would be ashamed, ashamed of you. Of you. Um, right, so oh, I have to think of another word. Um, Scottish word, Scottish word, Scottish word. <gasps> I can't think of any. And we've got a tie-break situation. Um, oh, I've got it. I've got it. Ned. Oh, should uh, know this. What is a Ned? A Ned is a... If you don't get it, you could say that you were a Ned. Isn't it non-educational delinquent? Ding, ding, ding! <laughs> Charlie wins! Oh, <laughs> nice one, Charlie. <laughs> he would have got the first one, I'm sure. Did you know what a job he was, Charlie? No. A wee jobby. Yeah. yeah, if you go to the toilet, you can either have a wee out your boby or you can have a jobby out your arse crack. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is descended. I didn't even mean to do this quiz. I don't know why it happened. See, two to the moon can go in, off in any direction these days. <laughs> Let me get back to my notes and see what we were supposed to be talking about. Um, oh, yeah, we have a, a, a letter. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> That's the structure. So it's from Hugh. And he says the following. Dear Ed and Charlie, I found it really hard in lockdown not to slide into alcoholism. 
How are you guys managing to avoid that? Lots of love, Hugh. Hugh. Who said that we weren't in alcoholism? <laughs> Who said? <laughs> so, Charlie, are you drinking more? You're drinking less than you would usually, is that right? Uh, the first 10 days, I kind of drunk every night just to forget about life. Um, yeah. Just, I just felt like, I just felt like you were on holiday. So I kept having yeah. a little drink every night. And then now I only drink uh, Friday and Saturday nights. So then it, like, it just differentiates the week for me. So that when I get to Friday and it, like, I finish work, it's like, okay, it's Friday now. I have a little drink. It's the weekend. I'm the same. You need a structure. So I just do drink Tuesday to Sunday, have a break, and then I find it easier because then I know kind of how my week's mapped out. Um, But sometimes I do let myself drink on the Monday as well because, you know, it's hard times. Um, But it's so hard not to just... Because there's nothing else to do. And, like, the TV, you get so bored of the TV and it's just so, like... And it's sunny. You want to go out with a little Aperol Spritz, a little Shandy... Oh, I love April Spritz. I'm, those were the days. We talk about it like it was years ago, but it really does feel like it was years ago. I know. I hope we get let out. I don't know. I was hoping August. I still think August, but I don't think we'll be doing any mass gatherings still. So your orgies will still be, unfortunately, cancelled. <laughs> no. What if I limit the number? What if I just do like a four person? Yeah, my so... orgies are fine because they're usually quite low on numbers anyway. So <laughs> I mean, it's, to be honest, it is usually just me. So I think we're we're all good. Um, my tips though for not being an alcoholic, which if anyone knows me is ironic that I'm giving these, but I would say buy alcohol that you don't really like, not that you hate, but if you can. Drink red wine till the cows come home. Don't get red wine. But if you get a bit of um, heartburn from white wine, maybe just get a white wine. It'll limit you to just one glass. Yeah, or my... I'm going to get quite highbrow here. My favourite columnist is called Janan Ganesh. He writes for the FT. <laughs> you read the FT? I read the FT. I'm not as... <laughs> I know sometimes I'm dumb as shit, but not always. <laughs> what kind of stuff do they put in there? I thought it was oh, all just it? about business stuff. He writes a really good bi-weekly column. <laughs> it's really, really good. I'm not even talking... I'm not even talking shit. Um, he, but he did an article... Well, you might a, be. We have no way of knowing. He did a column about um, buy really, really expensive alcohol. Basically, that was his thing. It was just like, if you buy really expensive alcohol, you'll see it as such like a treat that you won't binge on it. And then he's also oh. like... He's also, you won't get hangovers. And he's like, yeah. So his idea was like, get the £50 bottle of wine because then you just won't binge it and you'll just take, you'll do like half a glass and I like really appreciate it. That is a good idea. You nurse it. You yeah. savour it. So yes. go spend, everyone who's been furloughed and lost their job, go spend your money on really expensive <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I feel like our advice has gone skew if. But I think there were some good tips to be found in there, Hugh. So, um hope that helps you not slide into alcoholism and if you do well just roll with it you know this all roll with it wow that is the straightest the podcast has ever been (laughs) (laughs) so i mean i was going to ask what all of our plans are for the rest of the week i think i've covered mine which is just buying alcohol i don't like and then drinking it what is yours charlie uh, what am I going to do? I'm going to... Um, it's going to be sunny on Friday, isn't it? I might walk to um, 
Canary officer, the Leon. Because Leon's, a few Leons are still open. That's a little tip for everyone. Oh my God, the party's still happening. So I think me and my flatmate might go on a little walk. Maybe a little exercise. pre-drink at the Turk's Head. <laughs> Maybe a little pre-drink <laughs> at the Turk's Head. <laughs> and then we'll go Leon, treat ourselves to a little uh, chicken and aioli wrap. Oh, wow. I mean, <clears throat> don't get carried away. Um, I had a plan for Friday where I'm, I'm hosting a quiz and I'm having another set of virtual drinks running concurrently. So I thought it might be fun if I pretended I was in a film like Mrs. Doubtfire and in one of the videos I was in full drag and in the other one I wasn't. And every time I switch, I have to like go, ah, ah, and then sit down and be like, hello, dear. And then go to the other one and be like, how's it going? Is that my Robin Williams impression? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but I don't know if that will be fun or more just raise concerns about how I'm coping. I mean, I've got to be honest. <laughs> I mean, you've got the time. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the time, I've got the drag um, And I'd like to pay tribute to Robin Williams Because I just think it's really sad that he's dead He was? Wow, what a way to end the podcast <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, you know some celebrity deaths just stick with you And I never quite got over that one He was just so, such a, a unique Oh my god, I'm going to sound like such a cliche A unique talent But there's no one else like, who does what Robin Williams does well, maybe Jim Carrey, but no, no, yeah, you're right. No one like, no one is as manic as Robin Williams, or was Jim as Jim Carrey manic. doesn't have the heart of Robin Williams, do you know what I mean? Apparently Jim Carrey's a very nice man. Do you know that he refused to promote the film, what was it called? What's that film he was in with, was it Woody Harrelson? Zombieland? No. No, he wasn't Kick-Ass 2? Oh, Kick-Ass yeah, 2. Kick-Ass 2. He refused to promote it because he said he was worried it would incite violence. Really? So he must be like a gentle man. Well, that must be really frustrating if you're a producer. I think Jim Carrey, people like Jim Carrey should have Oscars because I think it's harder to be in a film like Ace Ventura and be as funny and creative and hilarious as he is than it is to be in some film about Auschwitz crying. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I, I do kind of get what you mean. And, and they very like rarely an, reward com- comedy. There's not like an equivalent Oscars that's very serious for comedy, is there? I mean, you get they they get awards sometimes in like the MTV awards and stuff, but no one takes them seriously. I think people like Adam Sandler, Robin Williams. Robin Williams did get an Oscar, but it was for a serious role, Goodwill Hunting. Jim Carrey, um, Eddie Murphy, all those people. I think they deserve to be as lauded as the Leonardo DiCaprios. I don't know why I called him DiCaprio then. I am a fan. Sorry, that was that was a cheap shit shot. And um, who else wins loads of Oscars? Meryl Streep. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was really happy when um, Melissa McCarthy got nominated for Bridesmaid. Yes, that was a rare time when that happened. Yeah. And Johnny Depp got nominated for Pirates of the Caribbean, which was a bit of a surprise because that was not a typical Oscar film. So it does happen sometimes, but I think it should happen more because I think it's harder to be funny than it is to be serious. Yeah, I'm with you. And that's why this podcast has just been nominated for the first Oscar for Best Podcast. (laughs) They're keeping it under wraps, but they're going to be announcing it soon. (laughs) Um, So I think... (laughs) God, we got through a lot today, didn't we? We did. And we will be back on Monday for United Queendom when we'll be discussing the latest episode of Drag Race which in which they'll all be competing for a presidential debate. 
Oh, yeah. And these days in America, to be president, you basically have to commit a lot of sexual assaults. So it looks like Sherry Pie might win this one. (laughs) A third win for Sherry Pie. They're going to be grabbing pussies and talking about... China. <laughs> I have to say, one of my uh, one of my friends referred to Sherry Pie as a known paedophile, and I was like, "Wow, Chinese whispers have really gone. <laughs> it's, gone <laughs> it's gone from like a catfish because I went to like known paedophile." <laughs> so Sherry Pie, known terrorist. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of out of control. Um, but I I'm enjoying season twelve, it, despite everyone saying it's cursed. But I'm still loving it. I think it's really good. I was reading uh, the Hollywood Reporter did a review in it saying, like, how Drag Race is such an anomaly that it gets, like, still going as strong in season 12. But it, they, they did a line being, like, how terrible season 11 was. And I was like, really? And then I went back and looked at, like, who was on it. I was like, actually, season 11 was quite bad, wasn't it? Yeah, it has not aged well, even though it's only been a year. I remember I was loving season 11 because I loved... I was one of a very few people who really was entertained by Silky Nutmeg Ganache. Oh, I love Silky. Well, we were in a minority then, but I think most people were very turned off that she got a lot of screen time and people found her very annoying. But I was getting my life to Silky. Munch, munch, crunch, crunch. Silky Ganache is here to eat the lunch. Sorry. (laughs) I don't know why she turned into Grace Jones. But obviously there'll be more of this amazing drag race chat (laughs) happening on (laughs) Monday. And until then, um, keep drinking and... Any other advice, Charlie? Wash your damn hands. Wash your fucking hands. It's good to be able to swear again. I hate when we weren't swearing. <laughs> we'll see you Monday. Bye, everyone. Say bye, Moon. Bye. 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 <laughs> the letters featured on The Ed and Charlie Show are not real. Any listeners who thought otherwise should see a GP immediately. The Ed and Charlie Show is affiliated with no one and is likely to die alone and should be kept away from children, those easily offended, and the celebrities featured. Any celebrities wanting to send legal letters, please do not. We do not have the budget.